Hey everybody, this is Casey Hogan. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, first of all, welcome. But second of all, what you need to know is that this podcast is meant for physical therapists and physical therapist students who are looking to grow your fundamentals, but in bite-sized segments of time. And I would say we're back after a two-week break um, with Thanksgiving and everything going on. I was also taking time to spend with my family. Um, And I just recently got engaged and will be planning a wedding. So um, we might be taking the frequency of episodes down just briefly while I'm trying to get that under wraps. Um, And then we'll be back up and at them again. But um, that being said... I hope everybody's holidays are going well. We'll do a few more weeks here of episodes, and then I'm going to take another break for Christmas. So if I'm in and out of it, don't worry. We'll be back next year. But today's episode, we are continuing on the theme of adolescent injuries, in particular one called Severs disease, which is also known as calcaneal apophysitis. And When you are treating a special population, whether that's someone with certain comorbidities, certain um, sports, or certain age groups, it's important to understand what conditions they're more inclined to get so that you're able to hone in on those. And with the pediatric population, this is really important because they are growing and they have open growth plates. There are particular injuries that they are prone to get versus adults don't because their growth plates are closed. And so this one is a common source of heel pain in our little kiddos, usually between 8 to 15 years old. So we're going to cover what it looks like clinically, um, some differentials, and then what do we do about it? As I mentioned, another name for this is calcaneal apophysitis, because we are looking at the calcaneus bone, which is in the foot at the most plantar posterior aspect. It is proximal to the cuboid and distal to the talus. Muscular insertions include the gastrocnemia, soleus, and plantaris on this posteriorly. And then adjacent to the insertion of the Achilles tendon is an apophysis, which is basically where new bone is grown. The important thing to note in this is that this is a weak point in the pediatric population. Now, in this population, that growth plate is going to stay open until at least 14 years old. I've seen in research some differing age groups, but keep this in mind. Someone who is maybe in middle school might be more prone than someone who's in college, right? So with that, because it is a weak point... As I was reading through research, there's not really one particular cause on why this develops in the first place. Um, We just note associations with it. So be careful to attribute a specific cause to a specific injury. Now, with this one in particular, we find it linked in kids who play running and jumping sports. And the basic thought is with these growth plates, with the apophysis, we know that as a weak point. And When this becomes a problem is when the mechanical load that we are demanding of an area is more than the mechanical ability of the structure that we have. We see that like Oshkosh-Slaughter, other apophyseal injuries, where there may not be a mechanism of injury because it slowly happened over time. Now, in these patients, typically this pain is posterior heel pain that gets worse with activities. And as I mentioned, it's typically insidious onset. They might have non-radiating pain, not really any swelling or urethema or bruising, aka. 
They may have limited dorsiflexion, and this can be unilateral or bilateral, but one of the biggest things we notice is they are usually playing running or jumping sports. Other differentials to keep in mind might be retrocalcaneal bursitis, Achilles tendonitis, osteomyelitis, or plantar fasciitis. And typically we're using our history and our knowledge of this age group to see, hey, what exactly should we be looking into here? But there is something called a squeeze test where you're basically compressing the medial and lateral aspects of the heel. And a positive is pain. Now, with this test, me personally, I have a hard time with just attributing one test as a positive to me. My flag, I staked my ground in, but they also will typically get imaging to help rule out other differentials. And then also to be able to visualize, hey, if this is a growth plate injury, is it enough of an injury that we can capture it on imaging? Now, the treatment for this is not typically magical. What we're trying to do is maybe active rest, activity restriction, and that's to reduce the load that we're the load that the environment is asking of that tissue so the tissue itself can actually kind of catch up, heal, and recover. Other research will mention maybe stretching the gastrocnemius to reduce tensile stress, especially if we're thinking they have limited dorsiflexion due to muscle restriction. There's also mention of strengthening programs to see, hey, what exactly is missing so that we can kind of rebuild them back to activity. The tricky part here is making sure that you're rebuilding them back towards their activity without overdoing it and overdoing the stress that prevents the tissue from healing. Um, And so essentially use your clinical eye. Patients have individual needs. Someone who is in a primarily running sport may be different than someone who's in a jumping sport. And we want to be mindful of children are not many adults. They respond to therapeutic exercise a little bit differently than an adult would. So if that's something that you're a little weak on, I would definitely look into that if you're seeing a pediatric population. Now, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out at ptsnackspodcasts at gmail.com, or you can find me on Instagram at pt underscore snacks. Um, I love hearing from you guys. I may be a little bit less active during the holidays, but I'll I'll still see your messages. And if you are in need of CEUs, maybe renewing your license um, or you're, you're studying for your specialty exam right about now might be a good time to start if you're getting ready to take your OCS or SES. But MedBridge is offering listeners 40% off for using the promo code PT Snacks Podcast. And what that means is you have an annual subscription to like thousands of webinars that you can do whenever you need to, or as I mentioned, specialty courses like for the OCS prep or SCS, whatever it is that you're studying, and then live webinars. So if that's something that you're interested in, need CEUs for, go check it out. There's a big discount. And if not, that's totally fine. But I use it every day in my clinical practice and I find it immensely helpful. So That being said, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I am so thankful for each and every one of you guys listening. Being able to do this has been such a joy in my life. But just to be able to hear you say, hey, like this helped me study for my boards or this made me understand this more. um, That is what this is all about is making it concise but helpful to where you're able to use it to grow yourself and keep pushing yourself forward but also 
not get lost in the frenzy of trying to be the best PT, but also just trying to be the best person that you can be. Um, so thank you guys for being a part of this community. I appreciate each and every one of you and I wish you nothing but the best. So until next time.